0: Welcome to Living a Triggered Life Podcast with Keith
1: and Roxanne, presented by The Triggered Project.
0: find out more information about The Triggered Project, go to www.triggered1.com. Alright, how you guys doing? Uh, this is... Living a Triggered Life podcast. My name is Keith Maskell.
1: And Roxanne Maskell.
0: And we have been talking about the foundation of our relationship and how we met and where we were uh, as people before. And we've just been sorting through all of it. We left off last time talking about how I went back and had a conversation with someone I had been with in high school and how my trauma pretty much got in the way of actually having a really wonderful wonderful relationship and uh, And it almost
1: got in the way of our relationship too I wasn't so assertive
0: right and so that was incredibly important and we were talking about that also in the midst of Roxanne coming to UMass Amherst to come and holler at me and then me not having us sharing a special kiss um but me still not being aggressive with her and going back with her and then her showing up my house the next day and discovering my boy Steve Mm. um who she (laughs) (laughs) Who <laughs> she found him the bus and asked me, Yo, you know this brother named Keith?
1: Yeah. I just figured black Short people know black people. Dude was like six
0: feet, skinny, kind of cute. He was like, Yeah, I know that dude. He works at the high school. He was like, I know that dude. Yeah, I know. I play ball with him. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I was talking about the importance of when I started therapy and things for me to go back and that I owed it to this person.
1: You want to identify them or no?
0: Yeah. I won't say the last name, but yeah, it is not a problem. And it was important for me to talk to Renee and to let her know that basically that my trauma gotten away from allowing me to love her in the same way that she loved me. Or me telling her that or figuring out how to get through all these thoughts and all this other stuff that was going on. My parents were getting divorced, like all this stuff. I was confused about what it meant to be a man, to be a young man. I was just completely, I just didn't, I was just confused in so many ways. And so I wanted her to know that. I wanted her to know, to, to also disclose and let her know what was going on with me so she would understand, but also that her being so vulnerable at that time that I appreciated it. And
1: So this was a conversation that happened three years ago with mm-hmm. her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, you had reconnected through social media. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then because you went therapy, you decided... Yeah to call just randomly call her up and say basically apologize
0: yeah we we were on um you know like messenger and things like that and then I was like I need to talk to you you know what I mean and so you know we still have we still keep in contact and and things like that because she's a she's a wonderful person she's a wonderful 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 person and you know now we're we're friends you know what I mean which is which is really good but I oh but I owe that to her
1: what was her reaction to you wanting to talk to her and you telling her, you basically saying to her, what happened back then was not about you? Right. It was about me. Right. And I wasn't rejecting you. Right. I just didn't know how to
0: manage right.
1: what you were putting on the table. Right. How did she react to you wanting to talk about it?
0: She um, she was definitely emotional about it. And, you know, I definitely brought her back and definitely was something that, that had stuck in, that would stuck with her. You know what I mean? That stuck with her because I never really got to, to talk to her. However, this is a side note story that I had tried to make an effort to see her. And we were supposed to have dinner together supposed to go to her house and when was like that? that this was when I was uh I had left it was after high school it was so one wait
1: point. a minute so this uh experience happened in high school what grade were you all in like
0: we, uh 10th grade 11th grade 10th grade
1: so and then you sort of were drawn apart after you didn't you know right. show up for you know where she was at you didn't meet her in the place she was at and then you were supposed to have dinner with her I was
0: supposed to have dinner when I was before I met you might have been before, yeah. I think it might have been before I was like right before I mm-hmm. met you or something Which like that. Which would
1: have been after you graduated from high school. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. like second year, liking. first year in college, gotcha. something like that, and whatever. Yeah. And I was like, we were like, yeah. yo, we're gonna we're gonna hook up, you mm-hmm. know, me and you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, because you know what, I'm gonna tell her the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell her and be like, mm-hmm. girl. And stuff like that. So we were supposed to we were supposed to hook up, and and she had lived. Uh, she probably lived twenty minutes from my house. And I was like, oh, let me get on my bike, and was always fixing bikes and blah blah blah, whatever. So I got on the bike, and is one of those old style racing one bikes when you like you lean over. I don't,
1: I don't think. Okay. They, I don't think they need to
0: know that. No, it's important. Oh, it is? Yes, yeah, it's, it's important because I had one of them, because <laughs> it was one of those ones you would lean over and it had the two brakes that are on the bottom of the handlebars. And so one of them was broken.
1: One of the brakes?
0: One of the brakes was broken, so it was loose. And so I had it in my hand, right? <laughs> and I was like, I just faded myself up with a fresh part, like, mm, I was ready to go. I was like, oh, my God. I'm finally going to tell Renee the situation. And so I didn't get, I got out of my driveway and less than two seconds from my house, right? I was flying down the street. I drop the damn brake that was in my hand. It goes in the front spoke (laughs) and I fly over the handlebars and I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And I fall. I'm like, all right. I'm like, okay, I think I'm okay.
1: You fall off your bike. I
0: fall off my bike over the handlebars. And
1: hit your head.
0: No, I didn't hit my head. Oh. You would have thought I would hit my I didn't. I, I broke did. my fall. Like I was like, oh my God, yes. I was like, I fell. I'm going to be okay. I'll still go see. Renee, don't you know that the brake was attached to a cable? And it's like it fell out the sky and hit me right in my head.
1: <laughs> and cut me open. <laughs> so wait, you didn't hit your head, but the brake... Bop you on the head. Bop me
0: on my daggone head. And so nobody was home, right? So pretty much I was in your house, in my house. So I had to like wobble back up, and I called Renee, and I said, Renee, I need you to come take me to the hospital. <laughs> and so Renee took me to the hospital, and I got stitches, and they they cut part of my fro. And I was upset. My box. I was pissed off. And so right. <laughs> So we get back in the car and whatever. She's talking about what she's going to get for dinner and things oh, like that. Yeah. And I'm like, so we still going to your house, right? And of course, they looked at me like I was crazy. It was like, no, I'm taking you a little behind. I'm taking you a little skinny behind home. <laughs> and I was like, what you mean? I'm okay. And she was like. No, you're not. She was like, Negro, you in shock. <laughs> Negro, you were in shock. And I was, I was a shock. I was a complete mess, but I couldn't believe it because I was like, here she was and she was looking so beautiful that night. Like, oh my God. And so it didn't happen then. And so that was one thing. I ended up telling her that story as well when I was talking to her. And I was like, look, I was trying to talk to you before, but I fell on my head <laughs> and it kind of messed everything up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a side story. That's a really
1: good story. That though. was just
0: a side. That's a side story. Big shout out to Renee. You know I got much love for you, and she was really great, just incredibly supportive as well. I'm like wait, wow. wait,
1: wait. Go back. No, okay. Wait. Wait. You got to go back to when you had when you were having the conversation with her. How did she respond to you she when was... you told her everything and what happened?
0: Oh, she was. I mean, she was emotional. She was like, "Oh my God! Like, why didn't you tell me? I wish you would tell me. I would have, you know." Like I would have tried to help you. Mm-hmm. Like I can't believe that you were going through that by yourself. Like I would have rolled with you through it. Aww. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah. like, I would have rode, I would have rolled with you with that. I would have took care of you. Mm-hmm. you know because that's the type of person that the time person she is she's mm-hmm. sweet in in that way and so yeah she was just really compassionate and, and caring but to be honest with the type of person she is I wouldn't expect anything I didn't know what was going to happen but I was like wow she is still just incredible and then you know it's not like she wanted and she did ask me some questions and, and mm-hmm. things like that 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 she had mm-hmm. but it was a good conversation we talked for like two hours Mm-hmm. At least, at least two, at least two hours about it. But she was great. She was really great, really, really understanding. And I'm glad that I did that.
1: Mm-hmm. Really,
0: really, really, really glad that <clears throat> that that I did that. It that must have
1: really helped her a lot mm-hmm. and healed. Something that was just sort of sitting there in her heart.
0: Yeah, no, it was. Because I mean, the way she talked about it and things like that, I was like, whoa, like this is, you know, this was, I can only imagine what it's like to to be, to completely put yourself out there. Definitely at such a young age, completely, you know, because you're feeling and you're seeing exactly what you think you're seeing, right? And then it's like you miss something when it doesn't happen.
1: And at that time in high school, you had been violated the two experiences had happened right
0: yeah Mm-hmm. no yeah and it was just trying to figure out how to kind of deal with that
1: and you didn't tell anybody no one um at that time
0: uh i believe i talked about it a little bit with df mm. please shout out df mm. i think i had a, a little a little i had talked about it a little bit and
1: but that was your best one of your best friends yeah that was my that was my road young. dog
0: that was my road dog there. always being road dog mm. So yeah, I hadn't talked about it. I hadn't, hadn't really talked about it. No. that that much.
1: I think one of the things that's interesting to think about is how this trauma that we have experienced, each of us in our own way, mm-hmm. how damaging it is to our relationships with people.
0: Yeah, no, it's a big thing. And I think you know what we I want to bring us back, and I think that's, you know, I think that's an important point. We don't bring us back to the story and things like that. But that's important that's incredibly important because our relationships, it affects our relationships with regular people in general. Not just the fact of folks that we're trying to be intimate with, but in a lot of ways Anytime that we open up to be friends with someone, it is intimate in some ways because we have been violated or hurt.
1: And there's vulnerabilities it. when right. you're in a relationship with anybody. And that's right. one thing that, I, again, that I think people glaze over. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to be intimate with that person right. in order for you to feel vulnerable or to sort of have all unresolved feelings about Mm. feeling rejected or what kind of, what your relationship is or how you, or even your perspective of your relationship with somebody or friendship.
0: Right. I think, you know what though? I think that one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is, is how I walk into spaces. How am I feeling walking in spaces? I can walk into spaces, not confident or extra emotional, which sometimes we just feel that way and how sensitive I am to everything about everything that's around and how, the messages are always negative or in my mind that they're always negative That's you know what we do man you know what i'm saying like and so i've been making a concerted effort you know as i walk these streets mm-hmm. boom, and i walk into some spaces where where there's not that many black males that look like me or in just in some situations where there are black males that look like me to make sure that i'm good
1: you just mean there's not a lot of black males you mm-hmm. keep saying that look like me but don't yes i'm not saying y'all look alike but men. Black okay. and brown, man. you just right. identifying that you're yes. see a lot black of and black brown and man. brown.
0: Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> in those certain situations, I got to make sure that, you know what I mean? I got to make sure that I'm good, Yeah. you know, because, and that's one thing that I've just been telling myself, you know, and it's been incredibly helpful as of late to like, you know, I'm okay. You know what I mean? So I'm not looking at all the small little things that happen and whatever. But and, there's a
1: context for that. You mm-hmm. went to a school where there weren't many black and brown
0: boys. Um, no, that's not the case necessarily. We had no, we had some folks. It was my peoples you're talking about high school or prior? high school no prior we have some people but there's always situation i mean living in the city there's going to be certain times it's just like everybody As you continue to move through the world a certain some people experience it some people don't but up here you definitely experience the you know at certain times when you know you're in some situations where there's not many folks that look like you sometimes you know but i think just in general walking in the spaces and trying to make sure that i'm grounding myself in spaces and feeling like making a concerted effort to ground myself and then you know being able to float through you you know, but let's get back to the story. Let's bring it back to the story. This, that was really, that was really cool. And we'll talk more about, you know, relationships with yeah. people and family and, 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 and stuff like that. But let's get back to, let's get back to me and you. Let's get back, let's get back, you know, let's get back to, let's get back to me where and Where
1: are we in our story?
0: Well, what we were talking, you just said Steve. you put a rose in my you put a rose on my bed I didn't know it yet
1: it was uh yeah listen, it was black brown Cambridge Bachelor Bachelor you know like they have that show on TV right
0: yeah right yeah so she put it on my bed and so I ended up coming home the next day or whatever and I was like went into my room and I was like cause she didn't tell me what it was my father you know my father just had a smile on his face when he saw me he's like (laughs) 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 like like hey man she got some nice boobs (laughs) you know like that's how you know like that's how he looked at me and stuff like that and you know i was like nothing
1: like a little objectification from your future father-in-law
0: i was like yo man like really just let it be you know and i couldn't believe it i went to my room and it was a rose on my bed and i was like man this girl is she is sweet as heck ain't she my god just drove three thousand miles and now she left a rose on my bed this is this is something serious I was like, this is pretty cool. And so I remember I called her, you know, to say thank you and and things like that. And we continued the quitting pretty much because we were just talking on the phone. You know, I was in school doing stuff. She was in school. We just kept things going. You know, we just really, really kept it going. We clicked. We clicked. You know, and I really, and the thing about it is I knew that she was in a relationship and things like that. And I was like, you know, like, we're not going to read. We're not going to find what's going on here. And she was incredibly, the thing about it is, is we kind of made a pact in some ways and we were like well i was like look i'm never going to have you not be who you are always you're going to be this firecracker from the from the Bronx and that's who you are i'm never going to silence you i'm never going to get in the way of anything that you want to do you know you're never going to say a man got in the way of of your goals my expectation of you is for you to tell me and to be 100% as honest as much as you can i felt like i couldn't ask any more of her than that And that she couldn't ask any more than me of that. And that was one thing I felt like was incredibly important to us was that we could be as honest as we could. Right. And I think that was really important to our relationship. We were honestly straight up friends. You know, she loved me. There was no question about that. Right. Yes, sir. Okay, I just had to make sure. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I was definitely in love with her, but there were certain still boundaries, still some boundaries with that, that it was kind of grown up in some ways. You know what I mean? Like, you're still in a relationship. You're still kind of with your dude, but we're kind of together. But you know what? I'm not going to ask too many questions.
1: That was before I moved up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's before mm-hmm. that's before you moved up here and stuff like that. And that was I mean, that was the thing about it. Like. There was a certain freeness with it.
1: Well, I mean, yes, I was still in somewhat of an emotional relationship with some sex, but it was destructive.
0: Mm.
1: It was a very destructive relationship at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, the, the the other thing about the other thing about Roxanne, which made her really fun, is that she would just talk a whole bunch of a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Roxanne would just talk a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> like that was the one thing that, you know, that she was What
1: made you think of that?
0: <laughs> just because what you just said, it just made me think of it like <laughs> you acting like you all nice. <laughs> it's not like she wasn't nice, but she <laughs> but she was definitely she would just talk. I mean, she just talked just so much junk like you know you who you think you are you ain't nobody and stuff like that you know I'm sorry the famous line was your penis ain't gold that was the famous line is that be like girl come here I want to talk to you wow your penis ain't gold like that was the answer like that was the answer for everything Hey Roxanne, what your penis ain't (laughs) go? Like that was the answer, and I was the go to. It was the go to all the time. What? (laughs) What you gonna
1: say? What What you gotta say? What you
0: gotta say? You can't say nothing about that. Say nothing, right? (laughs) right is it go is it go is
1: it is it I know it's not I know ain't it's go not. ain't go right
0: <laughs> and like that was you know like that was you know oh that was one God. of the things like who you think you are you ain't nobody and like that's. Yeah, I used to pop off and yeah. like she used to pop off like that yeah. and like that she was kind of playful but that was just Rox actually really her emotional outburst right Yeah. that was Roxanne's emotional outburst how she would back people up Roxanne can make somebody think that she was the toughest roughest low down dirtiest Person from the Bronx And when she spoke And was like Who are you talking to What Don't make me come mm. And people would just be like Oh woo, 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 woo. Mm. You know what I'm saying When you get someone That can back you up with, with, with a less than A couple of sentences Or use MF You know That was her thing But she was that. Say,
1: but yo That's part of Living a triggered life too that's, that's like That is you have to survive. You don't survive, you're gonna get eaten alive. That was part of my survival just tactic man. People. She
0: was back and forth. She'd be like, MF? What? Yeah, oh, 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 MF? You know what
1: MF is, right like, y'all? Mofo. I'd be like, wait, I'm sorry.
0: Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop here. We're gonna stop here. Um and we'll pick it up here. You've been listening to Living a Triggered Life podcast with mm-hmm. Keith Masco, Roxanne
1: Maskell.
0: and we're going to ta- we'll get into a little bit more about how we met, etc., etc., etc. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Living a Triggered Life podcast with Keith
1: and Roxanne, presented by the Triggered Project.
0: To find out more information about the Triggered Project, go to www.triggeredone.com. And remember, you're no longer surviving; you're thriving in your learn.